When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, everyone. My name is Jomi Degake. Hi, everyone. My name is Elizabeth Uvebenene. And you're listening to the first episode of our very, very, very long overdue podcast. Slay in yeah. your lane. The podcast. <laughs> oh, <I'm happy> <laughs> we really pushed the boat out with that one. <laughs> oh, very, very. Um, no, it's been a long time coming. And honestly, like, we are very excited to do it. Um, even though we're in lockdown, um, it's something that we've wanted to do for ages. Um, but we're really happy that we actually can sort out now. Um, no matter how late it is, better late than never. Exactly. <laughs> so, what can I? Don't, I don't know. Why I'm asking you this as if like, <laughs> what can they if like you have me? the answers? I have the answers. I don't really know who has the answers, but what can they expect from the show, Elizabeth? What can what are listeners in store for? Thank you, Yomi, for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I, honestly, I think it's just us just chatting, talking about things that matter to us, um, things that are that relate to the book. Um, things around black women, black British culture, um, what we're doing in our daily lives, essentially. Um, I'm turning 28 in less than a week. Um, Jeez, so that's about funny. time. That's fun. So um, we can now, it can now say you're me and Elizabeth, both aged 28. I'm sick of that 27 <laughs> distinction, bro. <laughs> I'm fed up. I love saying... You drag down with me. Right, and I love saying, yeah, we came up with the idea of the book when we were like 21, 22. You, you got 21? I have to go... <clears throat> 23 for me, 23 for me. <laughs> um, I count yeah. two, us oldies. But yeah, we don't have the answers. And I think that's what we always say on panels and things like that. I think over the last couple of years, people definitely like position us as like experts around, you know, what's going on, black British women. And um, I think we're still navigating ourselves. Isn't that right, Mommy? <laughs> yes, that is completely right, Elizabeth. So um, yeah, I think if you guys um, have read the book and like the book then hopefully um you will like this podcast we see it as um a massive massive extension of the work that we kind of did with that and um as we kind of said earlier in an advert that you may or may not have heard for this podcast we were sort of speaking about the fact that like it will be less i guess statistic heavy and serious and more as elizabeth said kind of just about our daily musings, which we can't guarantee will be particularly insightful, but maybe, just maybe they'll make you laugh. Who knows? <laughs> it's like a real roll of the dice, but it's free. So, you know, you may have well a listen. Risk. Exactly. exactly. Inspiration and information. That's the name of the game. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking ahead at today's show. What are we covering today, Omi? So today we are going to be talking about, God, I feel so bad that like in this, like, you know, what's the word, ocean of um, lockdown and coronavirus content. We're like, here's some more coronavirus content <laughs> as if there's not enough out there. But we are going to be looking, looking at, sorry, um, lockdown routines and what we're doing to try and stay safe and sane um, throughout the coronavirus pandemic. 
um yeah. spoiler alert it is a lot of sleeping and eating yeah. and drinking and what else will we be looking at elizabeth um then we're going to be talking about a hot timeline topic um i can't believe i just said that but here we go honestly um, <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> Could not be any less you. That's something I I should we should have thought about that. I should have said that. That, that could not be less Elizabeth. Oh uh, gosh, um, that's another thing actually about our personalities. Like over the last couple of years, like our public personas and then our real personalities. I think this podcast hopefully will give you guys a more kind of like um, insight into how we actually are. Because, mm. like Yomi said before in the trailer. Um, without the shoulder pads and the frilly dresses, but um, <laughs> just genuinely just us. But um, but yeah, Afro Nation debate um, that's been happening on the timeline um, this week was around the founder of Afro Nation um, being criticised of who who's been criticised essentially for not um, issuing refunds. So yeah. So before we get to lockdown routines, um, we just thought we'd sort of introduce or reintroduce ourselves um to those of you that may not um have read slain your lane which if that is the case shame on you jokes no (laughs) don't feel bad (laughs) please keep listening but um yeah so my name is yomi adegoke um i'm a journalist um i currently have a column at the women's column at the guardian and um yeah god isn't it bad that like basically outside of that i don't know how i don't know who i am <laughs> what else do yeah. i do i co-wrote a book with my best friend <laughs> if you've ever been in a called slaying your lane and um yes i'm essentially a writer um and you know i'm the type of person to be re- drinking a glass of red wine at 2 30 in the afternoon so <laughs> make, make take from that what you will but yeah i don't really know what else to say about me but who are you elizabeth if you've ever been in a Okay, this, um, <laughs> um so, <laughs> you're like, oh, pressure applied, like you didn't pressure. know what's coming. <laughs> you know what? I hate, I find those questions are always hard because something we're obviously we're going to talk about as we go on and do this podcast, but being so defined by your work externally and now like we're indoors and just being locked down, it's, it's, it's weird. I've always found it hard to kind of, um, introduce myself, um, other than my name is, but my name is Elizabeth Uvebenene, um, and I'm the co-author of Slaying Lane. Um, I met Yomi at university, uh, almost 10 years ago now, actually. Yeah, in 2010. It is 10, yeah. Yeah, 10 September. years. Um, and we became best friends, and then years later, we decided to write a book together, um, and we're actually real life best friends. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I started off in finance, uh, marketing, um, and then, when I had the idea of someone basically should write a book, I was like, Yomi, can you write this book? Um, she was like, we should both do it. Long story short, we did. It went really well. We're here. Um, we're still best friends. Um, along the way, I, um, I've become an accidental writer. So I have a column at the FT where I write about work and stuff like that. Um, but also, um, yeah, I'm a bit of an accidental author. Like it's a bit of a, a, mere, a weird, mad world of publishing and media. Once. I've stepped my toe in, um, but also try to step my toe out of and do, you know, brand strategy stuff outside of it. So now that we've sort of said a little bit about who the hell we are, <laughs> um, I guess our lockdown, our lockdown routines will probably sort of give an even better picture of like who we are. Um, so I don't know about you, Elizabeth, but... <laughs> 
this whole lockdown thing in terms of having a routine has just been like an absolute myth for me. So how are you spending lockdown? Obviously, there's a big debate at the moment that's kind of like 50% of people sort of saying, if you want to like, you know, literally wake up at 4pm and just live off turkey dinosaurs and cheesy chips (laughs) the entire time, as I do literally, even when we're not (laughs) in a global pandemic, um, you've got people that are kind of saying that's absolutely fine, you don't have to better yourself in any way. And then you've got people that are sort of like, if you don't use this time um, to make something of yourself, to start a side hustle, to start a side hustle to that side hustle, Mm. to like, you know, learn... I was about to say Egyptian, hieroglyphics or whatever, like, then you have wasted that time. What do you think about that? What side of that spectrum do you fall on? And, um, yeah, how are you sort of navigating lockdown? Um, I Honestly, the way I look at it is you just need a bit of balance. Whatever works for you, there is no rule book. Like, we haven't done this before. So, for me, some days I'm super productive. Other days I'm I'm just in bed watching Netflix, um, and I just think that like with the like with life, you should have aim for balance as much as possible. Um, so yeah, I kind of try and mix up my days or my, try and mix up um, my hours in my day. So at, in the morning, listen to the radio, trying to kind of like be as active as possible, do washing, all of that sort of stuff. Um, do Zoom any sort of Zoom call like before three o'clock. Um, and then by like five, think about dinner and then play the Sims, have a bit of Bailey's. Um, (laughs) and just like, I just try and like, like have, even though it's just very mundane, but have some sort of like, oh, at three o'clock I should be doing this in my head. Um, but the way I look at it, this whole productivity police saying, don't be too, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. But then the other angle, um, the other end, I just, I remember saying this to you, Yomi, like in school, you know, when you had those kids that were like, didn't really need, didn't really need to try to get like mm. an A or B and they literally were like, I know, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Like they'd be like, I just spent the evening picking my nose and then they yeah. get an A start and be like, this, oh, and they're encouraging everybody not to read. This is <laughs> it. I feel like there should be a level of like, yeah. Like I think everyone's different. It depends if you're if you can work from home. It all depends mm. on what your situation is. So I, I'm only speaking this from my point of view, which is obviously a position of privilege that I can work from home. Mm. The way I look at it is, I'm not going to literally spend this time doing absolutely nothing because I do you know what I mean? Because then mm-hmm. those people that are telling you, oh don't oh don't worry, huh? Who needs to be productive? Then six months time, oh you know what? I got I've got a book deal running a business and I'm mm. I did it. I started it all down in lockdown like. Do you know, there's a, there's a balance. So mm. some days worthless, some days doing something and being productive because I think it's so important to feed your mind as time goes on. Like, yeah, what do you, how do you see it? Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's so weird that people, I don't know, like I kind of thought this pandemic would put things into perspective. Like, <laughs> wow, we're in a global pandemic. Hundreds of thousands of people have died. I kind of thought it would... I don't know why naively I thought they'd lead to like less virtual virtual signaling online, but Mm. it really has become like you're either policing people for not doing enough, but then people have been so angry at people who are like making banana bread and are like, I'm sick of seeing your banana bread. I'm tired of seeing your sourdough bread. And I'm like, (laughs) Jesus Christ. Like I I get it. Like we're in a pandemic. So if you don't want to do like 47 you know burpees or whatever to like get yourself through the day that's completely fine but also there are people like me that just have this like you know 
if I'm not doing something, then I just feel really weird and will mm. just like for lack of a better phrase, just move mad. I'll just do something completely random to just Boredom. expel the energy. It's yeah. why I have bleached my eyebrows. It's why I have bleached my hair. Because I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I need to do something and like create as much chaos as possible. I will end up back on Hinge because I'm like, what else is there for me to do? Like, so, I mean, you can't so, go back on Hinge. I'm of sorry. course I can't go back well, on Hinge. You, you told joking? me that. The thing is, the thing is, you I can't go back on Hinge. <laughs> I can't go back on any of them. I'm literally doing if I don't Eddie's get picked sorry. up. <laughs> If I don't get picked up in the road or at an event, then honey, that's it. Because honestly, I refuse. But that's the thing. It's like I will just end up doing stuff that's just stupid because I've got because I'm not focusing my energy somewhere. So I feel like it is very strange that people are shaming people or kind of making people feel bad for like trying to be productive. But then simultaneously, I do feel like if you actually want to stew in your own filth and just yeah. sit there and wallow about the fact we're in a pandemic i completely understand that as well because honestly like both approaches make sense i just feel like it's so bizarre that we are still being critical of how people are trying to survive a global pandemic a once in a lifetime mm -hmm. like there's literally disease like killing everyone and we're being like huh well you should you you shouldn't be making sourdough bread and then others are like well you should be starting a sourdough bread side hustle i'm like this is ridiculous but mm. yeah for me i've just been like i mean the first few weeks of lockdown i made a sculpture um of myself and then like mm -hmm. each each day I've started these, like, no, not each day, but, like, I've been painting all these self-portraits and I know I'm going to, like, leave here with, like, a gallery of different, like, iterations of myself, which will be very strange. But, like, I was really productive, but then there's been, like, a massive lull where I've just kind of been literally, like, yeah, lying in my own filth and being, like, you know, what what is the point of me even trying to, like, read my emails today because nobody's doing anything, so what's the point? So, yeah, I've kind of done a little bit of both. I'm kind of back on being... um productive again and hooping yeah. and shit and like yeah keeping keeping active even bleaching i see as as having a point it's, it's me doing something so yeah yeah it's hard to find meaning at the moment and within yeah. all this chaos um even if it's work even if it's like honestly eating like fitness there's just you know mm -hmm. like yeah this it's being it's hard to find meaning and sometimes i yeah, oscillate between, oh my God, like, you know, got to prepare for the day, you know, we're allowed to go out. So therefore I'm going to try. And then other times I'm just like, what is the point? But yeah, nobody knows the answer. Nobody has the answers. Not at all. So is there any, are there any kind of routines that you have started <laughs> during lockdown? So maybe like Bailey's in the afternoon or things that you've just kind <laughs> of like begun that you think, yeah, this, this alcohol habit I've picked up, I want to take this into a post-lockdown society. <laughs> are, there, are there things that you, yeah, you're looking at and you're like, this is something I want to take into the real world. And are there things that you kind of have just completely lost, like maybe a night at nine? That's, that's, um, <laughs> that's definitely, um, what's the word? Yeah, pushing it. An 8 a.m. like waking up time or something. Is there, are there things that you've lost and things that you've gained? What would you say? I would say it's a bit too early at the moment because oh, it, we're what we're a month down. I haven't really picked up anything at the moment that I'm like totally like this is this is I've I've cracked it. I've, I've got a hack to do this mm -hmm. or and I want to stay on doing this post lockdown. Um, definitely washing my hands as thoroughly as possible will be something that Tea. since over the last couple of months that regardless Tea. is definitely going <laughs> going forward. Um, but no, have you? 
Um, hula hooping and skipping. I, I like my exercise used to literally be getting the tube, and mm. I used to do the maths and be like, I walk to the station, I walk to this other station, I power walk because I'm always late. That was my exercise. But I think um, literally hula hooping. Like I know I keep bringing this up, but like I am li- quite literally like an Olympic level hula hooper. <laughs> I can do it for hours on end. And like um, you know, I wasn't exactly trying to like lose weight or anything. That's not why I did it because mate, I was like you know this anyway from january i was like snatched i lost a stone it's literally those like silver linings to depression where you're like oh i'm snatched. it's miserable but i'm also snatched so fair enough like yeah so i wasn't exactly trying to lose weight but um you know hula hooping and skipping and stuff has like kept me very physically active definitely something that i'm like my sedentary ass that literally like writes articles horizontal mm. every single day can definitely take into the um what's the word into the uh, the real world i call it as if this isn't the yeah. real world so the second topic um as elizabeth said <laughs> so perfectly earlier on has been dominating the timeline like it's a timeline debate and we're talking about the Afro Nation saga and um, you know the founder of Afro Nation. Now I need to get this name right because you cannot write a book <laughs> dragging people for mispronouncing your name and then get the name wrong. So I the founder just, of Afro Nation, Smade. Smade. I mean, I thought, I'm your bush. We have to say it. Adesha Gun Adeosun Junior. Ah, see, I'm literally <laughs> like, if I didn't get that, I'd actually be ashamed. But yeah, AKA Smade. Um, he's been criticised for refusing to or at least appearing to um, refuse to issue refunds for um, the Afro Nation Festival, which is supposed to be taking place in Portugal in July, but has not actually yet been cancelled. And um, we're sort of seeing different arguments on the timeline. Certain people are saying that, you know, like um, other festivals have still not cancelled and haven't, you know, necessarily um, offered refunds, such as, um, I mean, some have cancelled and postponed, like, um, but then others, such as Latitude and Wireless, um, have not necessarily um, cancelled or postponed or offered refunds. And people sort of, some people are suggesting that we're, you know, holding Afro Nation to a higher standard and being more critical um, because it's a black owned business and um, that we're then saving like a worse judgment for it because of that. And then other people sort of suggesting, well, no, actually, when it comes down to it, pfft, <laughs> business is business you should be professional in like regardless of who you are and i think you know smades kind of potentially rub people up the wrong way because you know in response to people trying to sort of discuss the money that they're owed or the the refunds that they're seeking he's blocked people he sort of you know tweeted things like chat shit get blocked and all this other kind of stuff so yeah we're just interested i suppose in whether it is the criticism that Afro Nation is receiving is fair or whether it is another example of um, black businesses being held to a, a higher standard. What do you think, Elizabeth? I know this, this is something we've spoken about a lot like mm. in private. So what do you think? I'm still kind of like forming a, an opinion on this um, as time goes on. Um, because I think there's an interesting point that other festivals such as Latitude and Wireless um, and even like Fresh Island haven't you know haven't been cancelled but then aren't mm. receiving um as much hate um so i always i think yes we do hold black businesses black 
public figures to our highest standards, wrongly and rightly um, at times. But in this situation, I do think that the way he has um, kind of, you know, been quite arrogant in some of the things he said, like chat shit get blocked. I don't think mm. those things help. Um, so there's definitely a PR issue. Um, mm. So, and I, I think it's just sad. I think when we were talking about this earlier this week, we were just like, we don't have many options as, you know, young black people, um, of like when it comes to festivals like this. Oh, yeah, I was about champion. to burst into singing options. <laughs> like I physically had to restrain myself. <laughs> but yeah, carry on. <laughs> we don't have that many options. Like, so you went to Afro Nation last year. I did. Um, and I know many people, my sister went, I know many people that did. And mm. it went down, you know, really well. So it's just, you know, I think quite, you know, a bit sad that this is a year later, this is where we're at um, as a community, just kind of like, yeah, to an extent vilifying what's going on. But I can't say, you know, Smaid has totally done the PR well. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I feel like, so obviously full transparency, like I went to um, Afro Nation last year, I went with as press, so I did not pay. So um, obviously that enhanced the experience even more. But I would say like it was, incredible like literally historical in terms of how amazing it was it was just such good vibes as the kids would say but um yeah I do feel that like I completely agree I feel like black businesses and just black people as an indiv as like a group are just held to a completely different standard mm. by wider white society who expects us to be excellent and like the talented 10th and stuff to be you know to receive the same kind of opportunities as like essentially mediocre white individuals at times um but then also intra-racially within our own community we are we definitely hold each other to higher standards however it's kind of like a double-edged sword because whilst we may also like hold each other to um we might hold other black people to higher standards i do feel like black businesses at times if we're being completely frank can take advantage of the fact that there are such limited options i'm about to do but like we do they do they can take advantage of the fact that they're and, and not necessarily even intentionally but just by virtue of there being so few um things out there like Afro Nation, it kind of forces people's hands in a way that means that even after this scandal, a lot of people, and I think that's something that they may be aware of, a lot of people will still support, not necessarily just because they're supporting SMAID or supporting Afro Nation as a um, thing, but more because if you are somebody that loves Afro beats, that loves Afro bashment, that loves bashment, that loves a particular type of music and wants to like enjoy that with other black people, in a sunny destination, how many other things are offering that type of thing? And I think sometimes it's kind of like, you know, when people talk about going to patty shops and like <laughs> just the attitude of the servers, like it's the same when you go to like, there's a place where me and Elizabeth always go called Tasty Africa and so in um, Thought Heath, the food is amazing. Like shout out to Tasty Africa, but like the service at times, like it's, it's the thing of, look, I can't cook jollof rice. These people clearly know I can't cook jollof rice. They can, be as rude to me as they want. They know I'm going to be back there tomorrow because where else am I getting? Yeah. Jollof rice, meat and dodo for under under £6.50. Like, and I think that kind of applies to Afro Nation where it's they 
and like some black businesses where there isn't we are a very small number of people in this country where i think less than one percent or maybe two percent so our, op our options are limited which means that you can kind of be given a license to move a bit madder than um you you should be essentially and i think a lot of the criticism of um afro nation is valid because it's their response that I think a lot of people are angry at rather than the fact that they haven't necessarily been refunded. And if their response had been valid and respectful, then I think a lot of people would have been happy to, def to defer their tickets to the year after. Mm. If there will be a year after. Um, Girl. Because I think the thing about Twitter is this is obviously just... It's an echo chamber. So mm -hmm. the, this is obviously... The majority of people probably who've bought tickets aren't tweeting, aren't vilifying him um so it's on the outside i know people who bought tickets and they're, they're literally like yeah like i'm not i hope it i hope it still goes ahead i haven't really requested for my money back because i hope everything will be sorted by mm. august um because i think there was even Notting hill carnival yesterday that came out girl and, um, <laughs> yeah that said that you know they're then they're still planning to hopefully go ahead because there's some people who genuinely do feel that by august large part of the way large so by August, large public gatherings um, will go ahead. I don't think that's going to be true, but that's just Girl. what I've been following. Um, but they're not, I don't look with, I don't, we're not vilifying, you know, I know Not Hill Carnival isn't something that people pay to get into, but they're still doing what, what um, Afro Nation are doing when it comes to, we're still planning to go ahead. We're, we're monitoring um, advice as time goes on and we'll keep you guys updated. Um, mm. So with Not Hill Carnival, why are we not, you know, being like, I know money's at stake and people's hard-earned cash when it comes to, I pay mm. for this. But then I think that there is a mob mentality when it comes to Twitter that I just, it always makes me uncomfortable, um, regardless of what's going on. Because I think it can definitely make people like Smaid act out um, because it's it's like putting two fingers to, to people. Um, so yeah, I'm always a bit conscious around that whole, oh, definitely. like, because I think people went to stop, you know, um, get getting his address and saying let's go to his house. All of this sort of yeah. stuff was also popping off, and it just felt very, like, just felt messy. They said that side chicks were unionizing girls that he'd been seeing oh behind my God. his wife's back were unionizing allegedly, and I was like, this is. And that's the thing. Remember, there was that girl that was like, you know, this young girl. She was really thriving. She was like on 130k per year or something like that oh my and god the reaction you know she's not on twitter anymore like this girl yeah she's still on instagram free. well i'm glad to, i'm loving to, oh yeah in fact i watched we didn't we watch her instagram live like showing yeah. her some love because she's an, a black girl that's literally trying to you know thrive and support other black people and you know the questions about receipts and all this kind of stuff happens and, and i'm not saying it shouldn't because i do understand that it's like of course if you're saying that this is the case like people want to understand that it's true but just there was a lot of like it's not not the scientific term but like it was a lot of bad vibes like there was just yeah. a lot of people just trying to find something wrong with how she was with with what she was saying and try to find holes in her story and stuff like that which was really quite sad and i feel like yeah i totally agree that mob mentality that's the problem as well because you can go on twitter and somebody can be you know like like not to not to pivot too much but like you know that uh, musician i've forgotten his name boy better know um solo 45 solo 45 and it's like certain sections of black twitter that will be so vocal about like other things will be silent on that because of like affiliation and stuff 
And there's so many instances like that where it's like, okay, this thing happened and it's like, we're going to be silent because we're connected to this somehow. And like with, you know, Solo 45, a lot of people that like are affiliated or involved or adjacent to him were just silent. But then the energy that they have for things that are just kind of random, like, oh, okay, this girl's saying she's got she's earning 130k a year, is disproportionate. It's disproportionate. So yeah, I feel like it's just disproportionate. And it's like, it's that thing of like, I don't know, like that girl really came like just on a... Humble, humble like, tip. I wouldn't necessarily yeah. even say humble tip. Oh, because why does she have to be humble? I wouldn't be humble for 130k yeah. a year, girl. But she, <laughs> but, she, but she made a good point, uh, like, on her Insta Live afterwards, where she was like, like, other, we allow rappers and all of these people mm. who are sometimes doing things, you know, through fraudulent means to girl. talk about how much, to boast about how much they're earning and things like that. Absolutely. But this young girl is basically saying, I I work two jobs. This is how I make my money. Yeah. I want to get more black people into tech. Let, let me help you. This is the journey. That's all she said. Everybody was just vilifying her. And it's just, Crazy. this is why when people make it, inverted commas, or they start doing well, you don't see certain people full stop. They just disappear. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Our final section is going to be our bi-weekly slay or nay feature, which will be essentially an opportunity for us to highlight people that are slaying and people that are naying. Naying in terms of like, you know, not, oh my God, not naying as in like horses or whatever. Naying in terms of moving mad, being terrible, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And then also you guys like, you know, if you feel moved to, you know, contact us with people that you feel are, you know, you'd like to shout out or people that you'd like to shout down without bullying, obviously, then please feel free and we will, um, yeah, use this section to discuss that. So this week, I think we all need a little bit of positivity. We've chose to pick someone that is slaying. And who is that person, Elizabeth? Who's we chosen this week to highlight? We've chosen Kike Oniwinde. I hope I said that right, her surname right. Um, but Kike is the founder of BYP Network, um, which is essentially a LinkedIn for young black professionals, um, connecting them with jobs and opportunities um, at work. Um, and what be, what her net, what her platform has done over the last week is essentially um, try and raise £10,000 for funds um, for households which have family members risking their lives to work for, um, you know, for 
during this time um, due to financial insecurities. So she's um, started this fund um, for at-risk workers um, and key workers. And she, as of writing this, I think she is at, or as of recording this, she's at 9,142. Um, of her target 271 people donated and um kike is all about i think i've said this in something i was like kike like talks to talk but she walks to walk like she is so action orientated and one of the very few people um in this space that i was gonna say i respect but i respect many but she's definitely up there um so yeah she's doing amazing work um and she's definitely like you know doing amazing stuff with this um this funding Yes, go Kike, man. Um, we were saying earlier that Kike is somebody that really does not just talk the talk. She fully walks the walk. And I think in this kind of like social media climate, how can I say social media climate as if that's not been like the past like decade, but like <laughs> the past, you know, like this whole kind of thing where I think appearances matter more. It's often something I always say and something that actually like really bothers me is that it, in this climate it's very much more important to be to be perceived as a good person and to be perceived as if you're doing something rather than actually doing it. Um, and I think with Kike, she really puts her money where her mouth is and actually tries to, like, do what she says she's going to do. So, yeah. yeah, we think what you're doing is amazing. And, yeah, thank you for supporting the um, black key workers that are doing their damn best during this horrible time. Yeah. And if you want to donate, um, yeah, it's on her page, I'm on Twitter um and also yeah generally out there so yeah if you can then do um if not retweet um and yeah spread the love yeah we'll also have a link to the page um and where you can donate in our bio so yeah make sure you check it out so i think that might be us for this week's episode my lord like (laughs) i think we did all right um it's definitely been a long time coming and um yeah how do you think we did Paul Elizabeth um, I will call her Paul sometimes it's a nickname but yeah. yeah which we'll probably go into in the next episode um sure. no I think honestly it's always we obviously want to do this um sat in a studio and it would be obviously different vibes so to yeah. record this over um you know our laptops isn't ideal so um we're honestly just happy that we've been able to have the equipment to do this um so yeah yeah let us know what you like um and what your opinions are on the topics that we've yeah. spoken about today um and don't drag and... us please yeah. <laughs> but do let us know what you don't like we can yeah. take it but please don't drag us i mean we're in the middle of a pandemic <laughs> we need all the positivity we can get so you can allow the, us please you can do the corporate speak um which is this this she's doing great but even better ifs so yes, this was great. Even better <laughs> ifs. So if you have a, if you have even better ifs, then let let us know. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, thank you so much, honestly, for supporting everything that we've done in terms of like the book um, yeah. and just all our little projects um, that we've done after that. Um, that we really appreciate it. So yeah, we, I think what I've learned though over the last year is rather than strive for perfection, it's better to just like start start something and get better as time goes on so um yeah we hope to you know get better as the time goes on yeah for sure so yeah thank you so much for listening guys um please 
like subscribe rate and review this episode it really means a lot for this show that we have just started um this has been a studio 71 production and fingers crossed we'll see you next time when we will be hopefully talking about stuff that's slightly less related to corona but until then stay safe stay safe sane god my stay safe stay sane stay safe stay safe those are two different words and slay slay (laughs) we're not even taking our own advice but yeah thanks so much guys until next time see you later bye bye normally being a little extra can be a bit much but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.